You have to build a brand in your local market. You want to be a brand just like, let's say, a well-known tire store, locally owned tire store where everyone goes whenever they think about tires. You want to be the brand where everyone goes in your market when they think about entertainment. You want to be on the top of their mind, the first person who comes to their mind. You want that to be you. Hi, and welcome to the Solo Entertainer's Blueprint Podcast. My name is Rick Bell. They call me The Gig Coach. And this podcast is brought to you by TheGigCoach.com. I'm a full-time professional solo entertainer. I play more than 300 gigs each year. I have a combination of live guitar, vocals, with track music, that's pre-recorded music that I perform along with. I also play a few more instruments, but that's primarily what I do. I'm a professional entertainer. That's really the crux of my income. I am an entertainer, and that's what this podcast is all about, is giving you tips and tricks to help you become a professional full-time entertainer if you want to do that or maybe maybe you're a singer maybe you're a karaoke singer and you've wondered if you're good enough to make it and and actually make money singing the the chances are that you are if you have the right information it's in in, in other words you don't even really have to be a great singer to make a really good income as an entertainer if you know how to do that maybe you're in a band Maybe you're a musician who wants to strike out on your own. This podcast will give you information along with thegigcoach.com. There are resources there. That's what that entire website is dedicated to. But that's what we do here at the Solo Entertainer's Blueprint. Today's episode, we're going to talk about becoming a full-service entertainment company. Now, I presume if you're listening to this podcast, you have some interest in being a solo entertainment company. It doesn't really do any good just to be, let's say, a solo entertainer. You need to be a solo entertainment company. You need to approach this. If you want to work, if you want gigs and you want people to pay you for what you do and have the opportunity to possibly replace your day job at some point and not have to go into an eight to five job every day, but instead be an entertainment company. Now that doesn't mean you're a sound company that that provides sound systems. It's an entertainment company. Bringing sound systems is kind of part of the deal, but I'm going to talk about that in this podcast. You have to build a brand in your local market. You want to be a brand just like, let's say, a well-known tire store, locally owned tire store where everyone goes whenever they think about tires. You want to be the brand where everyone goes in your market when they think about entertainment. You want to be on the top of their mind, the first uh, person who comes to their mind. You want that to be you. Now, I've built a brand in my market over the last 20 plus years, and the brand I have is Rockin' Rick Entertainment. So whenever anyone mentions Rockin' Rick, the first thing that comes to their mind is, oh man, what a good time we had with him. What fun his show is. Now, I've worked very hard to build that brand, that image, over the years. 
and I'm going to talk to you about some things that will help you to start to do that. It's all about branding in this day and age. It doesn't do any good just to have your name out there among all the other hundreds of singer, musician, guitar players in your market who will stand there and sing their songs and cover songs and piano players who will do the same or DJs. Uh, it, it, you've got to differentiate yourself or you're just one of the crowd. So let's talk about becoming a full service entertainment company and building your brand around that. Let's talk about what you can provide as that entertainment company. The first thing by default, when people hire you to come and entertain at an event, they assume without even saying this, that you are going to provide a top level, top good sounding sound system with microphones and all that goes along with that. That's the first thing they assume. I've known people who do this, you know, try to do it part time and they would never invest in owning a good sound system. They would go and rent a sound system themselves on the weekends that they had a gig and go set that sound system up and use it. And when they were through, they would take it back and the next weekend get or the next gig they had, they would rent another sound system. That's not the way you want to do this. You want to be in business. I mean, could you imagine taking your car to an auto mechanic who said, oh, excuse me, I've got to go rent some tools so I can work on your car? <laughs> Doesn't even own his own tools? You don't want to be known that way. You want to have your own stuff, and again, you, you build that little by little. But let's talk about the sound equipment that they expect you to bring. Number one, they expect you to be a professional with setting up your sound system and having the operating knowledge to troubleshoot it. That goes without saying. If you get it set up and one of the speakers isn't working or something's wrong, you must have the troubleshooting skills to trace that out and get it fixed so that it can work. They assume that right off the bat. If you can't cover that area, that base, you're you're dead before you get out of the water. So you have to be able to troubleshoot. And that means understanding your sound system, owning your sound system, practicing with it, knowing it inside and out, what makes it work, what makes it not work. And it's not that complicated to figure it out. I, and you need some coaching to start with. Again, thegigcoach.com covers topics about that, troubleshooting your sound system for some of you who may not know how to do that yet. The second thing they're going to expect as far as a sound system, you're going to need to provide microphones. Now, I don't mean $29 microphones, little cheap sounding, you know, garbled, crappy things. You need professional microphones. If you're going to do this on a professional level, you need some wireless microphones. Not to bring out all the time, but on some events, the corporate events, they will want wireless microphones to do toasts and speeches at weddings for sure. You must have wireless microphones. But you need to have three or four good microphones. The Shure 58s are good. Um, Sennheiser has a good mic that's comparable to the Shure 58 and just make sure that you've invested in a decent microphone when you go out to do these these gigs the sound system you have needs to be clear modern sound systems 
are crystal clear. I remember when the Bose L1, that's the, the single column looking speaker system, came out a few years ago. I guess it was in the early 2000s now when they first came out. They were revolutionary. Now, they were $2,500 a piece for the speaker and the two little subs that go with it. But the sound was unbelievable. It was incredible. When I, I bought two of them as soon as they came out. And people couldn't believe the sound. It was just such a difference from the uh, PA speakers that we'd had all these years. The Bose had a whole different technology to the sound. Now, since then, that technology has crept into other brands. And the, the market in the 2020s is incredible for sound systems. You can get some great sounding stuff for not a lot of money, but you're going to need a sound system that is clear and has good coverage. Now, do you need a sound system with subs the size of a deep freeze freezer? No, those days are over. If you are booking gigs that are that large, they are going to have an outside sound company that comes in and runs sound. That's a whole different gamut. Let's say it's a festival for 10,000 people. And I've play, I play a lot of those. I've played them for years. Those They bring in sound companies to do that. You're not going to be that. You're going to be an entertainment company. Now, you'll have a good sound system that's capable of covering a room of, I'll say, 500, uh, maybe well, up to 1,000. When you get in this business, you'll end up, up accumulating a lot of stuff over the years. So your speaker collection will grow as time goes by. But I'm just saying you're going to need a decent sounding system where it's clear. Don't buy the cheapest speakers on the market. I'm not going to use any names here, but there's some of them out there. Usually the cost of the speaker is a good indication of the quality level. Get at least one really good speaker, preferably more, but at least one really good. And if you, you need to scrimp on the your backup, the other speakers, uh, you can do that. And it's nice to have two speakers set up. A lot of gigs I do, I do with just one speaker these days. For various reasons, um, the, the way a room is set up is different than it used to be. It's not all about loud now. It's about controlled volume in what we call a hot spot area, like the dance floor. Uh, peripheral to that, people want to be able to talk and have a conversation. And if you see them having to lean in across the table, that's not good. If they're having to lean in to talk to each other, that's not a good sign for you. That's not going to brand you as a the best entertainment provider in your market. Believe me, that's what people are going to say about you. Not how great you are. You can be great. You can sound great, play, and sing great. But if you are loud, guess what they're going to say about you? Listen, it's going to be, yeah, they were really good, but he was really loud. It's just hard to talk. Couldn't, couldn't get him to turn down. So it's very important to have that under control. The other aspect that you'll need as far as equipment, because again, they're hiring you, assuming you're going to bring this professional sound system. And a lot of what you're paid for is providing that for the event. You're going to need quality microphone stands, good cables, mic cables, speaker cables, and always have three backups of everything. Every kind of cable that you, you carry have backups, backup batteries, nine volts, double A, AA, triple A's, whatever your microphones, your system, 
requires, make sure you have backups of that. The other thing that you will need as a full service entertainment company, you're going to need an LED light setup. Now, what do we mean by that? Does that mean a crazy DJ disco lights going nuts everywhere? Doesn't mean that. You can go crazy with that. You can go as far out as you want to go with that. Honestly, these days, people see that as a little bit um, corny or, or whatever, you know, having the crazy lights going everywhere, unless it's a big production of sorts and the lights going everywhere are part of the whole production. And that that's a different thing. I'm talking in g- generalities here. They're nonspecific terms. Generally speaking, the lights you're going to want to have are LED lights on you lighting the performance area. That's the area you you want to highlight. We went through a phase a few years ago where all the DJs were doing up lighting. And you know what up lighting is? If you've ever gone to a wedding along the wall, there will be lights pointed up and they're all color synchronized to be the same color with the wedding. That was a big thing a few years ago. Everyone bought up lighting and and I did too. And you know, you'd you buy 20 of these LED lights and it'd all be programmed and now they have them wireless, but in those days they were wired together and you had a DMX controller. It was a nightmare. But now that's that's not such a big thing anymore. The weddings these days are um, more simple, if you will. They're kind of getting back to that simplicity is in, simplistic. So the LED lights you, you're going to need are going to be a, about 100 bucks a piece. And they're going to be on, well, I have a way that I mount them actually on my speakers, which works cool, which I'll show you inside the gigcoach.com as part of my some of my courses that I offer in there. It shows you how to do all this stuff. Again, this isn't theory. This is what I do. But those are the things that you'll need equipment-wise when people hire you. To be a full-service entertainment company, a, the top brand in your area, you need to become a good MC, master of ceremonies, announcer, whatever you want to call it. You see, people can get music. They can play music from their iPad. They can just turn on their iPad and listen to music through one of those little speakers they can get from Sam's Club or, or Walmart a karaoke machine, if that's all they want is music. But the iPad can't provide the MC services. And of all the most valuable things that you can have, MC skills are up at the top of that list, really and truly. And again, I say this from many years of experience in doing this and learning how to be a good MC. I didn't know None of us know. We're very few of us are born with the ability to just get up and riff on a microphone in in front of a group of a crowd of people. So you have to train yourself to do that. So let's talk about a couple of the things that a good MC skills will require. And again, there's a lot to doing that, but I'm going to give you the basics for for getting started. You must work on your speaking voice. Okay, I am from and I'm sure you can tell from my accent I'm from Texas. I was born and raised in Texas. I spent my entire life in a small town growing up in East Texas. Well, we don't speak like I'm speaking now in East Texas. It's a totally different type of uh, pronouncing the words and delivery. But I had to learn to be more Midwestern sounding in my accent because I I, I did seminars all over the United States and I had to learn to speak not in that very southern dialect. 
So there's nothing wrong with the Southern dialect, but I'm speaking for you as an MC. When you get on a microphone, you want to speak with confidence. You want to be able to project your words out and not be hesitant. As people typically come up to make announcements, they're hesitant. You see them hold the microphone down by their waist. No, you have to be ready to project. And that's speaking from your diaphragm. And again, that's a, a more that's a deeper subject than I have time to get into here. But there's plenty of uh, stuff online about how to speak from your diaphragm. And again, thegigcoach.com will have some of these training aids on there. You want to use proper grammar. You don't want to you don't want to say words that are incorrect in English. It's very distracting to the audience when you say, "Hey, we seen him at so and so." They don't hear anything else you say. They just hear that incorrect usage of the grammar. So work on that, making sure your grammar's correct and that you get rid of any regional accent that you have. Once again, try to sound very Midwestern, very middle of the country, not Southern, not not New York, any of the, that kind of a sound, but try to be very generic in your sound. A good way to practice your believe it or not, your public speaking skills, because most of that is merely confidence. Having the confidence to step up and speak in the microphone to people who are total strangers. That's a hard thing to do. You know what the number one fear in the world is. It's not a fear of death. It's a fear of public speaking. People are more afraid to speak in public than they are to die. So that should tell you this is an area that, that if you work on this, you can be a tremendously value, valuable asset. So start by practicing conversations with total strangers. Start making yourself start conversations in the store, in Walmart, or wherever you are. If you see someone you can start a conversation, mention that uh, if they've got a certain brand of uh, potato chips in their bag, say something like, oh, I've tried those. Those are really good potato chips. Anything just to break the ice and to get you to start talking to total strangers. That may sound kooky and crazy to you, but it works. It worked great for me to build my confidence. It's hard to strike up a conversation with a stranger, but make yourself do that. Another good thing I did for my public speaking persona was I studied a course, actually a few courses, but I got a course on comedy, on writing comedy, delivering comedy, and it was a very detailed and extensive course. And I'm talking, it was like six, seven hundred pages in this manual, and I went through every bit of it, which is unlike me. I normally won't, you know, take everything in such detail, but I did that. And it really helped me. So I want you to start looking for little funny things that you can say when you're an MC. You see, comedians see funny things that the rest of us don't see. They see, quote, the funny in things, and they talk about it. So when you're starting to develop your MC skills, the best thing you can do is to be able to scan the crowd and see something you can make a comment on that's not going to be offensive. And this is a skill that you learn, but you see something that you can make a comment on or make a comment on, you know, your favorite football or baseball or basketball team that didn't win the game last week or whatever. Come up with something that's regionally going to, everyone's going to know what you're talking about. And that's a a very powerful way to become a good MC is to develop 
comedic timing and comedic skills, and you will get better and better as you do this. And again, I'm telling you all this so that you can build an entertainment company, build a brand, and become more than just a person up there singing with a guitar or with a piano. And whatever you do, stay away from cliches like walking up to the mic when you're starting the evening and saying, quote, how's everybody doing tonight? Everyone says that. Every entertainer says that. And the crowd just kind of goes, I know because I'm in the crowd and I cringe when someone says that. What do you think the crowd's going to say? We're horrible. We're terrible tonight. That's not a good opening line. It's a cliche. You don't want to say that. Think of a more creative opening line such as, Hello and welcome to the third annual Lions Club Casino Night. My name is Rockin' Rick and I will be your host for this evening of fun and dancing and blah, 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 blah. But you see how that's different. That's not just a, hey, how's everybody doing tonight? If you have an open mic night and you have 20 people coming to a club with their guitar to sing, you can bet half of them are going to get up there and say, hey, how's everybody doing tonight? Hey, how y'all doing tonight? I, I get it. I mean, it's, it's an icebreaker and it feels comfortable to you. But stay away from those cliches. Become more creative. People will remember you by what you say in a creative way. Now, if you want consistent, profitable work, you're going to have to combine DJ music with whatever you do. And I'm saying that because the market requires variety. Successful entertainment is going to, by necessity, have to relate to a wide multicultural audience. The days of just having a band that plays pretty much middle-of-the-road stuff or a solo artist that can play all the top cover tunes, that's not going to cut it for the bigger, more the well-paying corporate stuff and certainly not the weddings. Why do you think weddings are always hiring DJs instead of music, live music? Always DJs. And the average, by the way, for a DJ, according to several sources that book DJs, for a DJ, for any event, for let's say three hours, it's 500 bucks. One person, three hours, 500 bucks and up. That's, that's the average, the lower end. So there's good money available if you are a full-time entertainment company. And you don't even have to be full-time. You could be a part-time company, but you're going to need to be able to do a, a variety of different things, not just offer one thing. So this is Rockin' Rick, the gig coach, and this is part of a blueprint for solo entertainers to become successful. For more information like this, please go to my website, thegigcoach.com. That's T-H-E-G-I-G-C-O-A-C-H.com. And sign up to receive a free course. I have a, a very nice course, and it's a $97 course on how to how to add DJ music to your live show. And it's right on the front page. If you will go to the website, thegigcoach.com, click on that. It will ask you for your, to set up a password and all that so that you'll have access to it. And if you will do that, you'll get that course for free. And again, it's a $97 value and it's a very good four module course. It'll give you some good information. But until next time, this is Rockin' Rick. The Gig Coach. See you soon.